Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 97th session of Guru Bodha. I cordially welcome all the participants to this session. We have Dr. Aman Kapoor joining us today, a celebrated dentist who was practicing dentistry, then turned into Ayurveda patient connection, then online marketing, digital marketing, various fields. We'll, he's a multifaceted personality. We'll get to know more about him as this episode goes, goes through. On behalf of us, all of us, I cordially welcome Dr. Aman Kapoor to this session. Good evening, sir. Good evening, sir. Good evening. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, nice to connect with you and Raghuram, sir, again back. And good evening to all the participants over here. I cordially welcome Dr. Raghuram, sir, to this session as well. Good evening and namaste, sir. This session is brought to you by ecirveda.com. I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. Chandrasekhar Udupa. This class is made live for Easy Aida weekly class subscribers. If you have not done that, please go to easyaida.com slash video dash classes. Dr. Aban Kapoor is a dentist and then he was involved in the digital transformation in patient care at Madhubag. And uh, the podcast that he was doing, uh, he, that he's doing with Madhubag on preventive cardiology titled The Heart Guardian Podcast for Healthy Heart. Uh, which was hosted by Dr. Aman Kapoor and uh, along with uh, cardi eminent cardiologist, cardiologist Dr. Jagadish Hiremat. He now listed on the Maharashtra University of Health Sciences, that is the state-level health university of Maharashtra website uh, in the digital library. So congratulations to him. And also LinkedIn India has recognized Dr. Aman Kapoor as one of the LinkedIn top strategic communications voice, a unique feat. So, we have Dr. Aman Kapoor. So, Dr. Aman, before we get into the topic uh, in detail, please, uh, because you have too many facets that cannot be covered with a PowerPoint slide, uh, can you please explain a little bit of your journey uh, after your graduation to till here, what what and all you have done and what are you currently up to? And all? Yes, yes. Uh, I, I hope my audio is clear to all of you. Yes. Right. So, uh, uh, first of all, welcome. Good evening to all the people who have joined in over here, sir. Thank you for inviting me on this platform, Janardhan sir, and you know, working, uh, interacting with you and Raghuram sir, and the whole Easy Ayurveda team has always been a pleasure for me. Uh, my journey began uh, in '99. I graduated as a dentist, uh, and once I finished my dentistry, got into practice, was into surgical dentistry, cosmetic dentistry, and prosthetic dentistry. Did a lot of different things in my dental practice, but there was one area that always, you know, uh, excited me was uh, paper presentations and scientific presentations, lectures and workshops, etc. So, uh, 2008, I moved towards corporate sector where I started working in the field of oral cancer prevention. And uh, that was with an AI-based diagnostic company, which was based out of US and partly out of Israel, uh, which utilized AI-based technology for oral cancer pre-diagnosis. So, that was my first corporate uh, move that I made. And from there, I moved across various sectors, ranging from uh, scientific marketing, working with 3M India. Uh, I didn't, how do I put it? Uh, 3M is one of the world's biggest multinationals and most commonly known in the healthcare sector for scotch bright uh, sorry the the scotch tapes and the litman stethoscopes and if you look outside healthcare the scotch bright and the scotch tape and the sticky tape and the post-it notes are the most commonly known 3m inventions so i was a technical specialist for them 
used to manage key opinion leaders conduct my own workshops hands on lectures for doctors uh, moved on from there into uh, stem cell industry moved from there into hardcore learning and development uh, with a dental chain from there um i moved from hardcore uh, uh, you know dental chain into sales and marketing for dental equipment and i was championed high end dental equipments uh, and um, medical devices which included lasers and ct scans etc from which uh, i moved into orthodontic industry from there i moved into madhabag as my last uh, stint was at madhabag where i was the uh, started as a head of learning and development then i moved into uh, dm of digital healthcare and currently my focus is towards uh, building a connects which is a brand of mine it's a philosophy of mine where i believe that uh, we need to get connected especially in healthcare uh, there needs to be a connect and only when a connect and a bond is developed things can work across ahead so that that's the uh, area i have conducted over 3500 live sessions for patients and doctors and taken about 500 plus odd webinars in the last couple of years and lectured in about 60 odd cities that's that's to put it in very short about myself thank you sir and uh, so to begin with uh, doctor and patient relationship of course when the patient enters into a doctor's consultation room it is given that the doctor is skilled and patient has trusted mm-hmm. now that with the lot of online uh, online information about medicine treatments disease etc everything is available still the patient has taken pain to say get into his car or a taxi to come to the uh, come to the clinic and uh, enter into the patient's uh, so doctor's consultation room pa- doctor's knowledge uh, is given and and it, it's granted or it's taken automatically and doctor's experience his skill set in diagnosing and treatment th- they are also taken so apart from the doctor's uh, uh, medical skills what other skills that you would rank as a as a 1 2 3 and out of that out of the many skills what is like number one skill that uh, in the in the in today's day and age when everything is controlled by how we present ourselves how we talk etc what is that one uh, kill, killer feature every doctor should have as per right it's not just for doctors it's in any industry you know there is a to be really successful you have to have a balance of two skills one your core skills your hard skills uh, diagnosing your patient uh, you know the knowledge of your medicine knowledge about a field differential diagnosis and uh, pharmacology and etc etc so that's one area which definitely you need to have but to be really successful the equal important uh, is often misquoted is a soft skills i would say these are misquoted and uh, why because these are not really soft these are as hard as the hard skills they are hard to develop and they are uh, they are equally if not more important because i i say that uh, the important point over here is that very very famous sentence you know i often quote patients or other people don't care how much you know i know that's a very controversial statement coming we are on a learning platform and we are talking about knowledge sharing and i'm saying patients don't care how much you know well that's a incomplete sentence let me complete this for you all patients don't care how much you know until they know how much you care the first and the most important bond that is built is a bond of trust is a bond of care and a bond of communication between a doctor and a patient and until that is built nothing else works so 
what is important for a doctor is to be a person how do you show you care yeah i mean you have to be connected to the patient you have to build a connect you have to build a connect that means you have to have good communication skills you have to have people skills you cannot just be a healthcare practitioner where i am a doctor and you know you have to listen to me that that doesn't work uh, because one of the most common things i've been telling all doctors in my career is that no matter how much knowledge you have you know as a doctor it's of no use if you don't have a patient in front of you your existence as a doctor or a healthcare practitioner is valuable as long as there is somebody who needs your skills if there is nobody who needs your skills then your worth is zero the worth of those knowledge and skills are zero so you have to build a connect and so i would say apart from your technical skills core skills which i do not say that are not important they are important there is no doubt about it but equally important is your communication skills your connecting skills i would say its ability to build a connect and care that's the most important skill yes sir but uh, there is this uh, a doctor would invest so much energy into building his like knowledge database and uh, right. setting up his uh, clinic and uh, managing the, managing other people is very hard for a mm. doctor who mm. for the most part would be an introvert introvert uh, spending thousands of hours in his uh, down room hostel room just uh, fine tuning his skills learning new things uh, and to become the doctor and it, and there's also this one is that introvert part and there is another one like like shyness part these compound to uh, these come in the way of like free communication for a doctor so someone who is starting an ayurveda ayurveda medical practice and who does who does not know how to communicate well how to build that skill what could be the steps involved okay so uh, everything starts from the basic aspect of caring for the patient if you care for the patient what do you do okay so i'm going to ask questions to everyone over here what do you do for a person you care when a person who cares you care for is in pain is upset or is in trouble what do you do for that person okay tlc very nice so what do you do with tlc how do you show you tlc so dr swapna very nice first try to comfort very nice joe fantastic mara cummings absolutely lovely listen tender loving care yes i understand i mean dr swapna i understand what tlc is but i want to ask you is how do you ensure how do you show tlc to the person listen to them properly listen to them properly dr bilim dr akshada absolutely amazing dr victory listen listen mara listen absolutely you are on spot right nobody needs to be a rocket scientist to just listen when the patient comes into a doctor's uh, uh, chamber in front sits in front of a patient there are two things that the patient needs is a doctor who can understand his or her pain so if you see this what you have realized when a patient walks into your clinic the only thing that the patient is asking from you is doctor please understand my pain that's the most basic thing that the patient is expecting from the doctor and i'm sorry to say but the doctors have a tendency that 
you want we we feel like we want to show our expertise i am the doctor i know more and we try to over educate the doc patient so much that if a patient sits sits for a multiple choice question tomorrow he might pass that you know that much is the level of education we try to spend to the patient so as a beginner or even as an expert the first basic thing is listen to your patients and there is a very big difference between listening and hearing now suppose if i ask you a question any one of you can you just ask i mean i ask you a question and when you are answering let's do this activity can can somebody uh, can anybody start answering a question let's say for example tell me something about a day uh, in your life today or some some uh, really fantastic event in your life which you love to talk about can somebody tell me about it uh, for that matter raghuram sir why don't you tell me something absolutely sir so today is uh, a really good day having avan kapoor sir uh, is here with our group with a session waiting for long to have some uh, share of wisdom and share of thoughts so the day began superbly with uh, regular dinacharya so day to day activities uh, today we have uh, birthday of our dr hebbar's uh, beloved wife and kartayani uh, <laughs> so we celebrated her birthday online offline so lot of wishes going her way so other things are going as routine so expecting lot of rain at bangalore uh, here so light showers we had so uh-huh. oh, oh okay. you saying something sorry <laughs> oh sorry so sorry so uh, uh, raghuram sir give me a frank feedback what did you feel just now when you were saying something what did you feel yeah so i i i felt that uh, you you had some small diversions here and there so uh, aman aman sir was uh, there so i i was thinking uh, he was absolutely yeah. absolutely <laughs> i mean if if i am if you're sitting in front of me you're saying something and i'm not even paying attention to you looking at yes, your face yes. i'm busy taking down the notes i'm you know picking up my mobile i looking at the text talking to somebody there will be a point we will stop talking absolutely there are, there were di- uh, distractions and diversions uh, which we could not so so th- this, is, right. this is this is it online is. this is online sir so uh, see the other even is... online <laughs> if you feel this much imagine yes. if this yes. is in face sitting in one to one in a room and yes. a doctor is busy you're you're telling me something and i'm just reading writing down notes Hmm. just writing down notes are you going to really feel connected to me as a doctor absolutely not absolutely not yes, you won't be feeling that everybody right right jay victory i mean absolutely you will nobody will patient will not even give you the story and the science says that 69% of the communicate the second opinions that take place happen because the doctors felt that the patients sorry the patients felt that the doctors did not listen to their story or to the whole story absolutely. we don't need rocket science skills we just need basic human skills and patients don't care how much you know until they know how much you care patients don't care how much you know until they know how much you care now simple thing is i want to ask you very few questions everybody can you answer these questions why are you here today i mean you all have joined in you spend your time today if you were to put it in very short words i mean why are you here today why did you join this session all of you are practicing doctors for wisdom bites very nice right there is some reason behind there is a why to learn thank you so much 
we are here to experience something we are here to learn we are here whatever may be a reason there is a why behind it why does a patient want to come to you why should a patient want to come to you as a doctor in first place the patient can just walk in you know it's not like patient is having a, a, a typical ad or thumbs up aaj kuch toofani karte let's do something really uh, you know very loud let's have a blast let's have a fun let's let's have a, a major dynamic explosive day and let's walk into a doctor clinic anybody does that <laughs> no patient is going to walk into a doctor's clinic to have fun everybody comes into a patient's a patient walks into a doctor's clinic because of some reason right patient a, travels okay. to you yes sir i have a question do you have an answer that's what uh, the patient wants yeah i mean patient does not it's not always just simple patients want somebody to listen somebody who can listen to them patient wants it's it's a very famous saying listen to your patient he's telling you the diagnosis listen to your patient he's telling to your diagnosis why does a patient want to come to you for treatment i mean it don't take it personally patient has a choice of going to anybody else right even in ayurveda there'll be 10 ayurveda practitioners where you practice close by why specifically patient should come to you what makes the patient want to be with you and this question i think uh, hebar sir had already answered this in brief which is the biggest distance that the patient has to travel from home to the clinic or from one city to another city when it comes to taking a treatment which is the biggest distance that a patient has to travel anybody any guesses it is the distance between your consulting chair and your treatment therapy chair or therapy table that is the biggest distance the distance that a patient has to travel to come to your clinic is nothing compared to this is the smallest distance it could be few feet but it's the biggest distance because that distance the patient will not travel until and unless the patient is ready to believe that you are there for that patient what you're saying is caring for the patient enough and that's the reason why basic of communication starts with showing that you care and the simplest thing you can do is give your undivided attention to the patient and what does the patient want from you patient wants a doctor who is going to listen to you a patient wants a doctor who is going to understand what my real pain point is and a patient wants a doctor to understand what do i really want now if i go ahead if i go ahead you know this is what what i was trying to say patients don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and what is the basic of communication if you understand your communication if you break down your communication whatever words you use if you want to simply understand a communication is that what words you use only form 7% of your communication 38% of communication comes from the tone of your voice and 55% comes from the body language simple even on screen if when i was not looking towards the camera when i was facing my mobile my back was towards the camera you felt disconnected imagine what it is in front of the patient so basics of communication starts with basics of knowledge of communication one listen to your patient now one more question i would like to answer and i would request everybody to answer on that ask the question is let's say in a communication a first consultation the patient has come to you and the patient is spending let's say 40 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes 50 minutes whatever time you take for consultation but statistics say the doctors take about 5 minutes to 7 minutes for consultation ideally they say 15 minutes and some doctors say i take 1 hour 2 hours for consultation whatever time you take for consultation let's break it into percentages what percent of the time do you as a healthcare practitioner a doctor talk and what percentage of the time does your patient talk can you put that in your chat box what is your current 
experience percentage of time you spend versus the percentage of time the patient spends talking so let's say if you are if you spend 50, 60% of time talking and the patient 40% then types 60 40 if you spend uh, 80% of time talking and the patient spends 20% then type 80 20 if you spend let's say 70% of the time talking explaining to the patient and patient spends 30 then type 70 30 so just type numbers in the screen i would request everybody to share that experience and why will you talk that you know 30 70 okay 30 70 doctor talking 30 okay doctor talking 40 patient 70 doctor talking 70 patient 30 very nice 40 60 very good very good 50 45 55 very nice very nice first consultation 60 40 okay very good very nice thank you so much others i would request everybody to share there's nobody nobody right nobody wrong 50 50 okay that's a very safe route to take 60 40 but it should be 90 10 okay now let me tell you very frankly a successful consultation or a communication will be the one where the doctor spends not more than 30% of the time talking when a patient spends 60% to 70% of the time talking to the doctor and the doctor only talks 20 to 30% of the time those consultations are more likely to succeed those patients are more likely to take your treatment those patients are more likely to listen to your suggestions and those patients are more likely to be compliant right do you agree don't agree because one if you allow your patients more time to talk your patient is going to open up of course there is a philosophy of what questions to ask how to ask you the question that's a, a topic of different discussion we have we can talk hours on that but i'll just put it in very brief this is how it is and also when you talk how do you talk to the patient whether you talk continuously at the same tone same pace same voice and you spend the same knowledge and the same information you keep on giving the information to the patient and the patient keeps uh, you know trying to talk and you keep talking in between and the tone is the same and the voice is the same and it is the same <laughs> how much of did you understand what i said <laughs> so remember what you talk how you talk matters also what matters is to understand the body language of your patient and what body language are you showing to your patient these are very important parts of listening i know everybody say listening is something that we do with our ears no listening is do with our eyes also listening is something that we do with our eyes we listen we see we analyze the body language of a person there are open body language there are some body stances that you would expect when you are actively talking to a patient and there are some body stances you would expect a patient to showcase when you are show, telling them findings of your ya right and then there are some findings that you would body language you would expect to showcase patients to showcase when you are telling them the right you know the crux of the treatment and there are some body languages that show you that you are lost you are lost to the patient raghuram sir i think you there's something you wanted to say absolutely sir uh, but uh, uh, there are other uh, other species also like right. uh, some some patients may have an opinion uh, like i spoke a lot like 90 words and the doctor didn't even speak 10 words what was that horrible response uh, very one. good point uh, such type of patients are also there and in ayurveda one more point i want to put it sir mm. i done so many consultations and online consultations video consultations also how it works in ayurveda is uh, people want ayurveda doctor to speak more and explain because they are new to the ayurveda pattern Understand. they want to they explain their problems okay patient right. hearing pa patient's hearing is done by the doctor mm. 
Mm -hmm. uh, I, I do that. Then immediately uh, the patient puts on a few queries and it comes to our table. And mm -hmm. there the doctor's time is more than the patient's time many times. And all mm -hmm. those patients have given a wonderful feedback that we did not know what exactly an Ayurveda doctor is doing. True, but, true. Uh, but since you explained each and every part of what exactly is right. happening to me, I had the right to know, right? Right. right? right. The information that you provided, all the information, you spent a lot of time. My consultation okay. goes somewhere mm -hmm. around five mm -hmm. minutes to one hour. Right. Uh, so Beautiful, think, sir. Beautiful. Yeah, so these so, two, these two categories, yes, sir. Right, sir. Just your right, opinion sir. on that. Right, sir. Absolutely good point. But the point is, do you start giving information right at the starting? Not absolutely no. So no. they're the they're the patients hearing cups, <laughs> as <Right>. I said. <laughs> so first is that patients need to. First, you have to understand what to tell the patient. Even if you talk about, let's say, diabetes. Let's say I am a patient and I come to you. I want treatment for diabetes. That's one basic uh, need of mine. I want diabetes to be treated. But why do I want diabetes to be treated? That's a different question altogether, right? What is my pain area? What is my key motivating area? What are the areas that I really value? What do I want to know what are the areas that I want to know rather than giving a very generic elaborate information if you know what the patient really wants then you can give more detailed information about what the patient really wants that's that's what I'm trying to tell you sir and uh, Hibar sir I think you also have something to ask uh, yes, uh, I, I totally agree with uh, Dr. Aman Kapoor uh, here that patient, uh, doc, doctors, though they have uh, you know many things to say to the patient, we should be very careful in choosing our sentences, and we should be crafting the words and sentences very carefully to address the pain point only. And the we should not be talking in excess than what is required. You talked about the you told the word about over education that can be harmful. So in, if, if you are telling that, you know, I mean, you have diabetes, so it can affect your kidneys, so it can affect your eyes, it can affect your nerve ending, so you have to take care and you, know, you, you keep on explaining about the disease more and more. That sucks away the time from uh, what actually the patient should be doing to take care. So this is, I feel that this is explanation should be restricted. We should only communicate what the patient need to know. And really? in, in, the, in the first communication, somebody has written, Jay Raguji has written, particularly in the US, we need to explain right from what is Ayurveda and all. So in the, in the hundreds of sentences that we decide to speak, probably what Dr. Aman is saying is that we should handpick our sentences and communicate it effectively. Thank you. Thank you for putting it so eloquently, Hebar uh, sir. So, uh, Jay, Sapna, I, I've uh, coming to Mr. J, Dr. Jay. Simple thing is that, you know, you need to explain, but you need to explain what that person really wants. You know, you many times I've seen doctors do this, you know, patient comes with diabetes and uh, high blood pressure both. And the patient starts talking about patient says, you know, doctor, uh, I have at the moment you hear diabetes, everybody starts the pros, the cons, the diabetic cycle and uh, side effects of diabetes. Your eyes will get damaged. This will happen. That will happen. And then we go into depth. At the end of the patient, you know, we don't even wait to listen. The patient is trying to say, doctor, I have diabetes. It seems to be under control, but my high blood pressure is not under control. So, <laughs> so we need to sometimes pause, listen to the patient 
and uh, you know that's that's very important and yes keep it simple and short and that's that's very important like one of my mentors uh, dr madhav murthy used to say think in bullet points write in bullet points speak in bullet points so by bullet points means don't fire the bullets at the patient <laughs> just be concise and uh, when you talk about case papers before filling the case paper first listen to the patient i'll come to that also wait let me do one thing i just change a few slides and let's just go i'm going to skip this part and 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 remember one thing before you fill in your case paper first you have to listen give undivided attention to the patient please do not make notes in your case paper you have done you know the x number of years of your medicine ayurveda and you have graduated you are intelligent enough to listen and summarize the whole thing in next few minutes generally how do i do it i you know if if somebody is talking i would nod i would say okay yes i understand intersperse you this once you finish it summarize to the patient take the patient's permission with the, you know dr mr hebbar thank you for sharing this now with your due permission if uh, this is what i have gathered from what i you know you said am i right am i you know understanding what you're saying is right what you're doing by saying this is you're giving value to the patient that you know you are important for me and i am listening and I, i am trying to ask you whether i heard you right or not then take the permission of the patient and then start filling the case papers that is that is the time when patients won't be you know uh, disconnected they will respect you for it so if you're talking about the case papers listen to the patient summarize and then write the case paper remember listening is not physical it requires you to listen hear you have to process it and then you have to analyze it you have to give a feedback of that then only it becomes active listening right can we close our eyes can you close your eyes can anybody everybody close your eyes y or n yes right okay can you close your mouth yes or no right if there is a bad smell coming can you pinch your nose and you know you can avoid the bad smell for some time yes no right but can you actually close your ears completely physically without any intervention and stop noise coming to your ears you can't right why because hearing is a way of our nature has built us that hearing is a way of alarming us to keep us active our brains active you are asleep you listen to a loud noise you wake up right but when your spouse is sitting in front of you to for all those who are married and says i have something to say and then all of a sudden you you get your words are bouncing and they go up to your eardrums and they go boom and they bounce back out of your ear you know that's how it happens so that's the difference between hearing and listening listening means when the sound comes in you take it into your mind you analyze you, you digest that information and then there is a connection between your tongue and brain and your ears you know utilize that network to then speak what is digested back to the patient so that's the difference between hearing and listening so <laughs> doctors hear but doctors need to listen a lot right right with due respect to everyone every uh, and that's why i said spouse i did not say wife or husband it's a universal phenomenon and uh, if you go ahead and we try to understand you know the fact that how do you become an active listener you need to pay attention the the, the first thing i did at the right at the starting is when i started looking to mobile writing my notes answering this picking up the phone i am being a 
non listener that's the first thing that you need to do second thing that you can do is show that you're listening how do you show that you're listening by giving responses i like okay hmm ha huh, all right mm-hmm, okay aha uh-huh, oh is that so short responses you know something that you when you talked about tlc what do you do when somebody when your loved one comes to you and is in pain you give some responses right and that response not of your head and anything is important dr akshata if you have something you can please ask unmute ask no problem okay i think i'll proceed ahead in case dr akshata you can always unmute and ask or for that matter anybody you have anything just unmute and ask no worries the third thing is you need to provide feedback and how do you provide feedback is when you listen to everything you digested you summarize and then you tell the person ki yes is this that you have told you know have i got you properly don't judge don't sit and judge you know when the moment i said the patients don't care how much the doctor knows everybody starts judging to dub- judgment ah, typical corporate guy he is going to tell us about uh, no point in knowledge only marketing tricks are important only sales gimmicks are important no that's not what i meant don't judge till you get the complete story don't judge till you get the complete story defer your judgment for some time and respond appropriately i mean when somebody is saying just because you have to respond and somebody is saying you know doctor i was in pain and you are busy in your mind somewhere else you know you know cricket match or a baseball match or whatever you like to do and then you say oh wonderful and then you realize oh my response is not appropriate to what the patient is saying so these are this is where we start off from and i think for the paucity of the time maybe we can skip too many of the things but uh, if if this is very very simple straightforward part about listening you know i we can cover more in detail about uh, how to question what are the ways of getting your patients to answer what is the right time to present a treatment to you uh, what are the different things those those things we will discuss in uh, more detail if you want uh, hebar sir yes please sir so one uh, uh, one point that i totally agree is uh, is that we need to listen to uh, listen to the patient with undivided attention this many many people who have met uh, mr modi have have told he will listen as if mr modi being the pm of india he he doesn't have any other work but to listen to you as long as he's speaking he will listen and ask deep questions regarding what you're saying though he has like 100 100 uh, things in uh, in his mind so probably that that is very important but another question that we uh, that i have is i also face this a lot doing online consultation and all is patient will be when the patient starts speaking that doctor i went to i i, I run 5 kilometers every day then uh, well, one day i went uh, to uh, you know uh, hiking that was like 3 uh, day 3 years before there i twitched my ankle then uh, suddenly after that i had fever so he, uh, then uh, somebody diagnosed it as rheumatoid arthritis but it was misdiagnosed so uh, somebody told it as gout so he keeps on saying and if i do not at least say i mean okay it's it's uh, uh, not a good idea to write the whole story at least if i'm not making important points right writing down i may especially in my case i may forget the sequence or uh, I, again after the if i'm totally listening to the uh, patient i may again ask a few questions to again explain his uh, symptoms is, is it okay me if i tell the patient that you know i tell it uh, ahead that you know i i'll be taking some notes but uh, please go ahead uh, something like that or how to 
so uh, i understand the point when there is a lot of complex things that a patient is saying you are worried that you might miss something in between and that's why you would want to take notes but uh, what i have noticed sir and you know what has been seen with people i have discussed this with is that at the end of when the patient is saying and before you take the notes when you summarize what you have heard to the patient you know what the patient has said and you when you summarize your findings in brief that is the time when you give two things one you understand whether how much whether you have captured the right information and two Uh, if you have missed anything also so instead of breaking the flow of the patient sometimes it is while important to break the flow and the patient uh, story goes completely off track you know while talking and the patient will start talking about uh, ukraine russia war and from there he'll go to world war 1 and then to the history of mankind if something like that happens you might have to break that flow and get that person in between there are certain subtle tricks you know in body language that you can do that but uh, as far as possible if the flow is very relevant just hear to the patient listen to what the patient is saying and then summarize it and then do and if you have missed anything the patient will automatically say and if, you know it is i it's, it's I nothing wrong in apologizing to the patient and saying that uh, i'm sorry if i missed anything that 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 totally makes sense thanks yeah so uh, you know if you want to really have your patients listen to you start by listening to them that's the first and the most important step the second step is if you want your patients to listen to you make them comfortable nobody walks into a doctor's clinic because it's a theme park and they're going to get to enjoy some nice rides that's a ride that nobody wants and a patient walks into a doctor's clinic they're already scared don't scare your patients more that oh my god diabetes your eyes will go your nails will rot your this will happen uh, you already know all that that's the reason why they are they, they are there to you and uh, find out the real pain of the patient so there are different schools of thoughts to do that find out the real pain of the patient and when you find out the real pain of the patient you will be able to give the real solutions to the patient also so these are this is in very short that you know i have uh, hebar sir over to you sir and uh, another uh, another point that i have seen like i was working in uh, with a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and he was so effective in communicating that you know highly aggressive psychiatric patients uh, who would come with say knife and who have that killer instinct many of them unfortunately you know these criminals unfortunately are psychiatric patients uh, untreated most of the times so he, he, they would come with say knife and he would just with the talk and the way he was dealing with them he would just calm them down and i start i was surprised that he was making them to answer his questions so it was Uh, so it, it was really magical to learn from him and one of the skills that he was uh, using which we we all can use because we are uh, doctors and practitioners was uh, like uh, one is that being sitting very close to the patient not like across the table that is not like a you know a multi million dollar business meeting that is ha- ha- happening across the table he sits right next to it next to him and like very up close and personal listen to him and then and uh, and also like uh, teenagers having psychiatric problems so they do not open up but he was having this uh, skill of like a uh, slightly gently tapping to the shoulder you know tell what tell what we're speaking will not go out of this i'm your friend only i'm not even to, going to tell so w- while variation in sound volume of the speech and also the touch also so and uh, you know i mean even we can show that we are really caring in how we do the uh, even the simple auscultation uh, and and the palpitation etc that we do we can you know 
is it paining here uh, out of one to five how much is the pain uh, is it better now uh, or you know what is causing increase of pain so we can use touch also to get up close and personal with a patient Absolutely, absolutely agreed, sir. Uh, I, I, many of you must be knowing Dr. Devi Shetty. He is the founder of Narayan Rudhayale. Amazing person. And at a person who is one of the world's leading cardiologists after doing so many surgeries, if you see him, hear him, he says by the time a patient comes to him for a consultation, he knows the prognosis, he knows the diagnosis, knows what is going to happen, how the patient is going to fare, what is going to be the outcome. He understands everything. He doesn't even need to see the patient. But yet, whenever a patient comes into his chambers, sits with him, he will take a stethoscope touch the patient, feel the patient, and I mean in a medical manner. So, so you have to have the doctor's touch to the patient. And it's very important because that's the that you have to bond with the patient. It's all about connecting. It's all about bonding with the patient. And that's the only way when you bond with the patient, the patient will start believing in your care and then the patient will start responding to your care appropriately and like you said sir you know small things very small things are very important like for example when you're putting a stethoscope onto the bare skin of a patient just warm the well of a stethoscope you don't you know pull the put a chilled stethoscope on the bare skin of a patient and then you expect the patient not to have increased heart rate most of the times when the patient is having high blood pressure is the times when the patient is seeing the doctor so white coat hypertension happens. That's the reason why as doctors, as medical practitioners, as healthcare practitioners, across every field, whether you are in Ayurveda, whether you are in allopathy, whether you are in naturopathy, whether you are in any field, start by doing small things. You know, one, one very thing I do in a classroom sessions that I should take is that uh, I would assign random numbers to everybody you know, like number one two three four five six seven. like like or now let's say we have about 25 of, 20 25 of us here let's say i assign one number to each one of you and then i say okay, okay i'm going to play play one of the most idiotic stupid and a, uh, you know a song that you wouldn't and then you have to dance in front of everybody who's ever number i call right now even even on this if i say out of 20 25 people if i say you know i'm going to take random names and i'm going to play a very uh, you know a stupid song like for example uh, the king of the jungle dances tonight something like that and i'm going to ask you to dance in front of everyone would you dance would anybody be comfortable in dancing would you dance would you be comfortable in dancing to this yes or no if i suddenly just say i'm going to put a song and anybody's name no <laughs> right the reason is that you're not comfortable and the same thing in the evening suppose if we you know it's it's in a disc in a pub or in a party setting and the same song plays everybody would be dancing to it everybody would dance to it no matter how silly the song is where is the bird bird song you know even you would dance to that also no matter what because the environment you are more comfortable in that environment versus more comfortable right now so think of your patient your patient is scared your patient is afraid you have to make do everything that you can do to make your patient comfortable your patient is your guest you know like like in we say atithi devo bhava how would you treat god if god would have come to your house treat your patients like that not like a 
किडनी वॉकिंग टू योर क्लिनिक और यू नो पैनक्रिया इज वॉकिंग टू योर क्लिनिक और गॉल ब्लैडर वॉकिंग टू योर क्लिनिक यू नो देर इज अ बॉडी अटैच टू इट देर इज अ पर्सन अटैच टू इट सो थिंक ऑफ अ पर्सन एज अ होल एंड नॉट एज अ होल इन द पर्सन documentation uh, should we make the notes or not at the uh, same time or should we listen and make the notes at the last uh, hebbers question also was uh, really valid there and uh, rightly answered by amul kapoor sir uh, sir uh, here what happens is uh, the doctors uh, may get a ready made notes the notes coming into the doctor's chamber before the patient comes so like right. they will read somebody else is doing the work for them so outside mm-hmm. the junior doctors mm-hmm. or somebody doing that mm-hmm. work the notes comes in they would have read by the patient by the time the patient has uh, comes in so here i have seen the patients are telling that okay why should i tell uh, my complaints to you rather than that i'll go and narrate it to the doctor the doctor should have time to listen to all my complaints so then there will be a rush outside so that is the scenario number 1 so scenario number 2 is doctor making his own notes while listening to the patient there the patient might feel that the doctor is distracted as you rightly said but if i don't make notes so this is a common question sir if i don't make notes as a doctor at that time i have a rush outside and i need to do the follow up also by the time uh, i can't um, make the other patient wait outside my clinic until i finish off my notes of the previous patient and then i'll press my bell and uh, let the next patient in so the the simultaneous work has to be done small notes because next time the patient will again come to me and i should be knowing the history of the patient so these two scenarios are there so what would uh, so what is the best way to uh, take to balance uh, uh, these things happening in the clinics or the hospital beautiful sir beautiful question so your question is that you know there is a rush of patients i need to make notes i need to see the other patients i need to do a follow up i am one and all how do i manage all of these together right am i right sir right sir right so, uh, have you heard about am pm yeah what is am pm time right morning right. evening mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that there is am am tm have you heard about am tm am and tm tm stands for time management am stands for appointment management right mm-hmm. doctors feel very happy when there is when you open the door and you see a flood of patients sitting outside i am a very successful doctor no you not successful because there are flood of patients waiting and you know when i was in the initial stages of my dental career and uh, had just graduated there was a dentist i uh, used to practice in an area where i stayed he used to his practice clinic used to close at 2:30 am in the night 3 am in the night and his morning practice would end by 4 pm 5 pm and he used to feel wow such a long practice and you know at the end of it what we realized patients come they take an appointment they sit over there watch a full hindi movie at that time the movie would be 3 hours long they would go come back and then their appointment would come at the end of it doctor burned out the patient burned out if you want to give quality time to your patient to have a quality practice please pace out your appointments you are not successful by having a huge rush of people outside yes there will be times when you will have more rush but have an appointment management system wherein you give your patient sufficient appointment time prefer people coming in by appointment a new patient will walk in anytime that's a different thing altogether but as far as possible manage your appointments and time in such a manner that you give each patient the valuable time and second thing to do that please 
don't do free consultations i'm sorry this sounds uh, this sounds very you know businessy or it sounds very money minded but until you value your time you will your patients will not value your time and your first consultation is the most most important consultation that you can give to your patient you need to respect that so sir uh, with due respects to you schedule your appointments in a manner that you have sufficient time for your patient and if you are extending that appointment time like for example you given half an hour if extending by 5 minutes 10 minutes inform the next patient apologize to the next patient that i'm sorry that you know i am the previous appointment is getting delayed by about 10 minutes or 15 minutes apologize have your assistant you don't need to go out but have somebody do that you do to the patient so that's that that can help in the long run sir i think you already answered this question sir so this is a uh, another approach so like uh, in uh, in munna bhai mbbs movie there are two characters like the dean tells look at the patient as a subject that's all don't connect to the patient so because if it is my son or my daughter on the surgical table when i am operating so i may i may get uh, connected to that person so i may not be uh, my hands will shiver while doing uh, uh, the surgery so look at a patient as a subject on the other side there is munna why who tells just give jadukar jabki so like hug the patient and uh, connect to the patient so what what would the, which way would be uh, the best what would, what would aman kapoor sir do so most of the times to the patients or should we mix and mix, mix up these things make a cocktail jadukar jabki jabki look uh, have a look at the patient as a subject as well as uh, have patients li uh, listening make notes give jadukar jabki as even uh, Uh, Heber sir was telling about the psychiatrist who used to touch and feel the patient and comfort the patient. Is it a mix and match of all these things, or uh, should we discrete things uh, when we approach patients? Lovely, lovely question, sir. Uh, let's start with a little bit of humor. If you give jadu ki jappi to all your patients, you might get sued today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> uh, now, jokes apart, penicillin started off as a medicine. Uh, you know, you must be thinking I'm asking about patient consultation. I'm talking about penicillin, but. hear me out penicillin started off as a wonder drug right wonder injection which was injected and used for everything over a period of time penicillin lost its attraction we now know today that there is no one drug that can fit all the infections so your approach needs to be a blended approach don't be too half off and yes while the thought process is that if you are too emotionally connected you may may not so there is a philosophy of Uh, personality styles you know everybody has a different personality style and based on your personality style uh, you would have a different way of approaching the patient what needs is that you need to be able to bring the best of both the worlds you know you have to care enough and when needed you have to be rational enough also so don't be too cold and uh, you know don't be so emotionally lost that you're not able to do the right thing for your patient on the other hand amun uh, kapoor sir people feel not only feel they're experiencing that the care empathy and love from the uh, doctor side is being reduced uh, through the decades nowadays when we look at the past uh, half a decade so there are some attacks on the doctors as well okay so i do 99 good things and when i go wrong one time so you even so that may be an error some error a treatment error or something which uh, is not uh, which has gone out of my notice so then there is a sudden attack so the same people who believe you might attack you so here doctors are playing safe safe game so like uh, i will not advise anything beyond certain things so they have they have confined themselves within the bracket of practice uh, to what to advise how much to write what medicines to write we will go very 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 safely 
uh, in terms of speech and deeds and prescription and everything so what do you what is your take on this amanta uh, professor uh, so sh- should the doctors be thinking in that way and confine themselves or is it uh, the high expectations of the patients like doctor is not so so and so what i am expecting so there are two expectations doctors expectation uh, doctors uh, uh, performance wise and also the patients expectations wise so mm-hmm. when when there is imbalance of, of this the healthcare system will obviously collapse and will fail at small units maybe and when many people do that as a system as well so how to right. balance this right so uh, unfortunately with commercialization and with consumerism that has come into picture these things are being faced and everybody is thinking of their own safety which is natural for it to be happen you know there was a time as kids we could go to our doctor you know the family doctor where we would go for treatment and not just for treatment we would go to our doctor and uh, we would take our mark sheets report cards this is a family if you would ask a doctor doctor uncle i'll i'll tell doctor uncle that you're not listening you're not doing your homework you know that kind of relationship was there now with time things have become more commercial more professional more transactional but uh, still if you see the best of the best people whether they are from any faculty of healthcare everybody talks about one thing is that care enough for the patient you have to care enough for the patient and when your patient and it's not about showing care it's about really caring when your patient believes that you cared when you are a trusted advisor of a patient where you have built a bond with your patient where you have at the same time documented everything kept all your legal aspects clear two things will happen one if something goes wrong and no medical treatment is 100% successful if it is 100% successful it's magic and there's no magic in the world so every treatment will fail sometime or the other yes sir last tag question for, uh, about this what we are speaking uh, the question may be as me not as a doctor going into a hospital where is love care and affection when you people ask for the insurance card before even asking the symptoms true it is sad but uh, the point is that if you focus you know my my surgery professor oral and maxillofacial surgery professor used to say this thing uh, raghuram sir you know when we were doing a differential diagnosis he would always start with a differential diagnosis he would not ask us for a straightforward diagnosis and you know as students everybody is very keen of giving very rare things like google does for us nowadays you know you type anything the answer will be cancer so <laughs> when our doctor was our professor used to do that we would always lead by saying something that is very rare and he used to say if you think about rarities you'll be rarely correct if you think about rarities you will be rarely correct if you focus only on the negative side you will see only negative. negative if you focus only on the positive side if you will see only positive if there is a well which is painted blue on inside and red on the outside person standing outside the well will say the well is of red color person standing inside the well will say well is of blue color both are right and both are wrong the only person who is having the right view is a person who sees the view from top and who sees that the well is blue on the inside and red on the outside that's the way you'll have to focus yes there is commercialization there are insurance insurance we have to see that yes it has has it eased yes has it reduced out of pocket expense for patient yes has it improved the availability of quality care treatment to more number of people than it could have been possible yes there are a lot of positives of it negatives are that there are somebody in between who are not accustomed to it so our job in wherever hospitals clinics wherever we are is to 
train everybody to have empathy a truly good hospital believes in empathetic care whether it is a person sitting at the inquiry counter or a person sitting at the ceo's desk everybody will have empathy that that if it is missing then it is our job to as leaders to lead and ensure that people learn it thank you sir yeah to to some of this uh, today's session we should be empathetic listen to the patients before we start writing or we start judging the cancer diagnosis and uh, educating the patients that is one thing and uh, second one probably to counterbalance that we should not be like too much emotionally uh, attached or you know we we are not here to make uh, take the patients to our home there is some mar margins we should be respecting that as well so, so thank you dr aman kapoor sir for uh, this uh, enlightening session we like to have you more uh, of these sessions from you uh, from for many different topics this particular session was you know regarding the communication and the relation relationship development between the doctor and the patient it was limited to that that of course there are too many other facets of patient and doctor uh, relationship which will explore with the help of dr aman kapoor in future on behalf of us all of us i express my words of gratitude to dr aman kapoor and dr agram sir